Everyone's better than me, but I'm getting better with Cameron Lindsay. I'm Cameron Lindsay. If you're listening for the first time, Everyone's Better Than Me is an improvement podcast where I get better with the help of a guest who's better than me at something. But I don't really like it when people think that they're better than me, so I have a little prank that I'm going to pull to bring them down to size. But she doesn't need to worry about that, does she, Jess? No, Jess Elgin is the guest. She is a comedian, and she has a show called Less of a Man at Littlefield on November 26th. Uh, but she's here with us now. Uh, Jess, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I am really excited to have you on the show today and get better at being a tour guide. Um, but uh, but we're not going to do that quite yet, uh, because frankly, we have to get to know you. And the only way to do that is through the get to know you questions. Of course. Um, uh, so we'll just start off. How do you and I know each other? Gosh, you know, we know each other from the indie alt comedy scene in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's there that we forged just just an incredible connection. Uh, we're now on an improv team together called Intrusive Thoughts. Um, and gosh, you know, I did your show Laugh Masters a couple months ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really fun. I got second place, which was crazy given how great I was. Um, but hey, there were four competitors, so I'm in the top half. That's great. Um, yeah, that's how we met. Um, perfect. Uh, you, you said everything in the script exactly. So that was exactly what I had written down for you to say. So perfect. Um, yes, that is how you and I know each other. Um, but we still need to get to know you. So we have this next get to know you question as well. Big news from the Acropolis today as a sort of performance art stunt has drawn the attention of Athenians in what is being called the philosophical gesture of the year 501 BC. That's right. Philosopher Jess Elgin is drawing everyone's attention doing what? Well, gosh, you know, I'm doing I'm doing theater and they don't know what to call it yet because it was in 432 BC um, that the first ever festival of Dionysus took place. And uh, and this year that I'm in is 501 BC. Is that what you said? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so people don't know what to think of it. I'm I'm making them laugh, I'm making them cry, and above all else, I'm making them think. Uh, so they're calling uh-huh. it performance art, but really what it is is what you and I in uh, 2023 know to be theater, just doing a solo play. Just, just some, a show, just some... Yeah, yeah, a little show. music, a little, little comedy, um, a little mask work as well, which is really crazy. Oh, wow. It's crazy. A mask can really take over uh you know if you're wearing uh like a commedia dell'arte mask which hasn't been invented yet because it's 501 bc i know that's not going to happen until the 1600s um but but the masks like that if you're wearing like a pulcinella mask like that's uh Mm. the creepy old man it can really take over you and uh and so i'm doing things like that i'm doing mask work and and people are just just astounded that one person can become so many people Wow. I mean, I certainly would be, uh, regardless of the year. Um, uh, and, and you know what? I think not only did that answer, but also uh, your per, you know, performance art in the answer would help us get to know you, which is what these questions are for. So perfect. Yeah, wow. Um, well, we do have another one as well, so we'll say that one now, uh, which is, the Guild of Worms has approached you and I to help them in their attempt to take over as the most popular legless tube animals. What plan do we bring back to them to help these wiggly fellas make their way to the top? We're digging through apples, baby. 
Well, another wiggly, rivy, creepy crawly is getting apples. You know, uh, we're not we're not eating through androids. Uh, we are. Yeah. Yeah. We're, That's funny. Yeah, Playing words. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. No, we. Um, you know, as worms, we we eat through the and and we get to the core of the matter. We're not fake. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. We we eat through all the best fruits. And and we bring that back to the people, and I think that that's something people can really respect. Yeah. So it, for us, it's not just like you know skin deep. We really get to the meat of it. Exactly. We're we're not fake friends. Uh, I I do think uh. So my um my producer Gene puts these together, and as is often mentioned, uh, they're sort of an idiot. And uh, but I, sometimes I do get a, a little sense into what they're sort of thinking when creating or sourcing these questions. I, I don't think it's explicit in this question that we, you, you and I become the worms. More, we're sort of like the marketing coordinators. Um, but is is that sort of our marketing attempt? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I this is so weird. I'm wearing a full worm suit right now. I know this is a visual. This isn't a visual medium, but yeah. Uh, but yes, I, I became a worm um, in in preparation for that second question. Um, so I guess yeah, that's a little lost in translation. Um, yeah. Though in my human form, I do now work as a marketing specialist for a B two B company. Oh wow! Yeah. So sort of a best of both worlds. Kind of a best of both worlds situation, if you ask me. I assume that's what B two B stands for. Best, best of both. Best to best best of both best. Hmm. No, it stands anyway, for those business have been... to business. Ah, uh, right, yes. Boring to boring. <laughs> ah. Um, well, those have been the get-to-know-you questions. Uh, but before we get into the topic, we also have the fan-submitted questions. You know, we have fans all over the world. Wow. They like to send in questions to our experts uh, uh, to uh, get the experts' help on issues that they're facing and so that they can get better as well. Um, the first uh, fan-submitted question is this one. I own a bicycle shop with a decent amount of credibility in the small town I live in. The other day, a new customer came in with great enthusiasm in their eyes and told me that they were so excited to learn about bicycles and join the bike culture. I got him set up with a new bike, told him some blogs to read, and even invited him to our monthly bike ride. He was thrilled and has even been back into the store multiple times. The problem is he pronounces it b i x u k l at first, I thought it was a joke, but he is so sincere in his excitement to join the community that I am sure he really thinks that that's how you pronounce it. How do I let him know without making him feel bad? And that's from Kafir Sumati in Spruce Grove, Alberta. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I was wondering, you know, because at the beginning, it was so vague. Where is mm-hmm. this person from? But now I hear that it's Spruce Grove, Alberta. Um, mm-hmm. And that really makes a lot more sense to me. Okay, so this is just this is strictly a regionalism. And I think that this is an opportunity to ingrain yourself in someone else's culture. Well, you know, uh, th- this person, I believe you said, was brand new to the community. Um, maybe you could ask them where they're originally from and engage in, um, you know, because uh, here, here, here's the thing. I get you. I, I find myself jumping automatically to thinking and assuming I'm correct. Um, but maybe explore the option, explore the idea. It doesn't even have to be true. But what if 
it actually has been called a BIXical all along. Um, wow. You know, and, and just ingrain yourself in that and say, hey, you know what? I'm unaware. This is a blind spot of mine. Enlighten me a little bit. And maybe they say, oh, I just, I just I guess I've been pronouncing it wrong. But you know what? You're coming at the situation from a place of empathy, and I think that's actually really important. I think that's a really smart answer. Um, I think it's also worth just saying, you know, BIXical is a fun way to say it. Like, Totally. It's not like I'm often saying bicycle. I just say bike. Yeah. So, like, I can say bike, and then when I need to, you know, be more formal, say the full thing. BIXical. Yeah. Uh, well, wonderful. Kafir, I hope that helped. I, I'm certain it did. Our next fan-submitted question is this one. Um, this is actually a little peculiar. It's very. Uh, it just says, "Stop answering questions about the ciabatta. The ciabatta needs no answers." And it's from anonymous in Smiths Grove, Kentucky. Um, That's all it says is stop asking about the ciabatta. Stop answering questions about the ciabatta. ciabatta Look, if someone asks no me answers. if someone asks me a question about ciabatta. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, to the best of my abilities, give an answer. I'm sorry, but that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a, and I mean, you're the expert, so like... Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? A ciabatta is a bun. Uh, it makes for a great burger. Uh, mm-hmm. You can just do, do a ciabatta roll, just a little, just a little butter. What, what else do you want? I mean, I'm sorry, but if people ask me, I'm going to answer it. And, and I mean... In this instance, you're not even necessarily answering. You're just explaining. Like, there's not a question that's been asked here. You just... That's so true, because answers and explanations are pretty distinct. I think they have different uses. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about that a lot. Uh, I, you know, I think it's... In a lot of these recordings, I'm sort of barely paying attention, but I, uh, I, I think we've had a lot of fans submitted questions about ciabatta recently um so this might be sort of a sort of a protest fans oh, wow thing um well i don't want to get involved in that fair enough um and you know what no explanation needed um uh <clears throat> sort of like right right yeah yeah that's good thank you uh, well, those have been the get to know you and fan submitted questions. We're now going to move right on to the topic at hand, which is getting better at being a tour guide. Um, I'm excited to do this, but uh, I-, I think my first one of my oft starting questions uh, is really what I want to say here, which is why should I get better at this? Well, Cameron, you have to get better at it because guess what? You're always showing someone around and being a tour guide. Yeah, it's it's a job, but it's also just a thing. It's just a thing you do. I'm showing people around. I'm playing tour guide. I haven't been a professional tour guide since March of 2020. I've played tour guide every day of my damn life. Do you understand, oh, Cameron? Wow. So whether you want to be or not, if if you have friends visiting New York City where you and I both live, mm-hmm. you're playing tour guide. And wow. it's important that you're ready. Wow, that's... I, I, I guess I didn't even think about it that way. Um, 
but but you're right. I I guess in some ways I'm also playing tour guide even when like I'm so I'm sort of giving people a tour of me, right? Oh my god. Just in, gosh. when we're having conversations. To know yourself the ultimate tour. That's wow. Um and I feel like I feel I feel like I am qualified to give her a tour of myself, but it's like at what point do you feel like you became qualified to give a tour of yourself, Cameron? Um wow. I mean, I now that you're asking this question, I'm sort of confronting the fact that maybe I'm not qualified for that. Well, maybe because I, I don't know the answer. Maybe you are, but you know, I don't. I don't know that I was qualified to give a real, full VIP all-access tour of myself until quite recently. So, so you do feel like you could get a tour of yourself? Yeah, I think I, I check the engine pretty pretty often. <laughs> well, so maybe this is a a good lead in to one of my next questions. Are there, if you're a, tu- a good tour guide, right? If you're like the best tour guide, can you be a tour guide for anything? Yes. <clears throat> and here's the thing. Uh, so when I became a professional tour guide, am I, is, at some point, are we going to talk about that? Yeah. Well, we can talk about it now if you want to. <laughs> Great. So I moved to New York city in July of 2019 and to pursue my dreams of becoming an improv comedian. And uh, UCB was my North Star. I took my first class the day I got to New York. Um, But I needed a job, and the first job I found was becoming a tour guide for a company called Nowaday. They were a startup that gave classic car tours of Manhattan, so we would drive uh, our passengers from the base of Central Park South on 59th Street in a loop um, down around the Flatiron Building um, on 22nd Street, and then and then the tour would end where it began. Um, and sometimes we'd have to mix it up because of traffic and road closures and things like that, um, and it was a one-hour tour. But the craziest thing about it to me is that they hired a bunch of people who had just moved to New York, mm. and so... Like, it's kind of like teaching to a test, you know what I mean? Like, we we learn the fun facts about, uh, you know, the the sites that we see, the Empire State Building and all that stuff. But then when it became time to, when they're asking, like, where's, where should I get a great New York slice? Like, what's a hidden gem? I'm like, girl, I don't know. You tell me. Uh, you've been here literally longer than I have uh, on your three-week vacation, and I've been living here two weeks. Um so, yes, I think you can be a great tour guide uh, no matter what because it's just like you'll familiarize yourself with the thing that you're giving a tour of. Um, but I think it does require some amount of time and passion to become like an exceptional tour guide because I feel like I do remember the first tours where I started being able to say like, oh, you want great Mexican food? Here's the best Mexican food in all of New York. Like, mm. um you know what I mean? Like, as opposed to, that's not in the script. Um, so I would say yes and no. You can become a good tour guide on any topic, but I don't think you can necessarily become a great tour guide uh, without without a little passion and experience. Okay. So, well, so the gotcha alarm is going off. <gasps> but, uh, yeah. Um, sorry. It is, it's, 
I, I, I don't know how startling it is. It's, it's sort of comforting, I think. I'm not comforted at all. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm disturbed. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I'll, I'll make a note to tell Jean to sort of tone it down next time. Uh, Thank you. Well, um, sorry, if, you, if, if you're ready, I'll go ahead and introduce the prank. Are you still disturbed? Um, well, I, I honestly, to be honest, came into the call pretty disturbed. So let's, let's do it. No, oh, okay. Okay, well, wonderful. So, so uh, I guess the, uh, sort of the prank here is, you know, if you're so good at being a tour guide, um, you should be able to give a tour to me and these two scamps that are sort of on the call here, Rusty and Melinda. I, I'm sure you noticed them sort of just lingering. Of course. Hi, Rusty. Hi, Melinda. Um, Rusty, Melinda, do you all want to introduce yourselves? Uh, uh, hi, Jess. My name's Rusty. I'm in the fourth grade, and I got a poop. Okay. Okay, so... Um, sure, that's Rusty. sure. Okay, nice to meet you, Rusty. We'll take care of that momentarily. Melinda, are you still with us? Hi, my name's Melinda. I'm 11, and my mom says I'm the smartest kid in my class, but I'm not supposed to tell people that, but it's also not okay to lie. Oh, wow. Okay, nice to meet you, Melinda. Great. Hi. Hi. Well, and, and so as, as was sort of previously established, I'm Cameron Lindsay. Sure. Um, I'm uh, been out of school for a while. I'm 33. Yeah. The Jesus uh, year. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've been out of school for a while, why do you still look like a big old baby? <laughs> uh, I don't have an answer for that, frankly. Um, I also have a question, which is um, the lady she mentioned being in the worm suit. Are you still in the worm suit? Because that's kind of scary. Yeah, where's the worm suit? Uh, I put the worm suit um, back in the dirt where I found it. Uh, as soon as I found out we weren't committing to being uh, worms IRL, I, I decided to slink back into my uh, my, my normal daily wear. Oh, that sounds like a distinct lack of passion for your craft to me. Well, that's... And also, doesn't it sound a little derivative of Heidi Klum's Halloween costume from last year? Um, honestly, it does. Um, and I don't have really any retort for that other than Heidi Klum, you know, is to be revered. Uh, well, this does bring me to my first question for you, which is, do you consider tour guiding an art or a craft? Ooh, great question. Um, um, so you know what? I, I don't think I'd consider it an art. And I guess that only leaves one other option, and that's uh, a craft. Um, yeah, because... Well, you know what? It, it's a craft in that we are facilitating a path mm. for the appreciation of other art because we're driving around and we're showing you, uh, you know, the Empire State Building, which I would say is a piece of art. Um, so, yeah, it's really art curation, really. And, and sorry, Jess, I'm, uh, I'm taking a lot of notes while you're uh, talking. Um, I'm getting lo- a lot here. Um, uh, but I did want to ask, uh, so sort of the idea of this prank and sort of the reason for inviting this random 11-year-old and fourth grader onto the call um, was I was hoping maybe you could give us a demonstration of uh, of sort of being a tour guide of something, sort of whatever you want to. Um, I think, Rusty and Melinda, you all have your permission slips signed, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I did not forge my mom's signature. <laughs> I also didn't form anyone's mom's signature. So, yeah, mine's signed. 
Okay. Um, and, and those were also sort of media release forms. So, uh, great, I think we're great. safe there. I was on the Today Show once when I was a kid. And I was what, what are you now? News at the county fair. I'm a tween now, to answer your question. Okay. Respect women, Cameron. Oh, my God. Not quite a woman yet, but... Um, really quick, I do want to ask. So, one of you stated your age based on your grade, and the other one said your age, like, literally, 11 and 4th grade. I think those are pretty similar ages, no? Yes, but I'm distinctly older. Oh, uh, wow. I do... Uh, I will admit that I do suffer from a few learning disabilities, so I did repeat the fourth grade a few times. Oh, wow. Rats. I am a bit older than most of my peers. Wow, about, do you know how many years you are? Uh, I'm 27. Oh, wow. So you might be a great artist if you, if you die before your 28th birthday. Do you, do you know about the 27 Club, Rusty? I know about it. Tell us about it, Melinda. Well, it's a group of several artists who all died during their 27th year, including Jimi Hendrix, great guitarist, and Janis Joplin, great singer, Kurt Cobain, great musician, and also Jim Morrison. Very good. I'm not sure if I am uh, quite enjoying the existential uh, dent that this tour has taken. I like things that are a little more whimsical. I saw Jim Morrison's grave in Paris with my mom last year. That's pretty whimsical. uh, Sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting, um, but I, I, is the, has the tour sort of just become a tour of this podcast episode? Well, no. Uh, Cameron, take a breath. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Um, being a tour guide largely is about finding out what other people want from the tour. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh. And so... Uh, I feel like Melinda wanted to share information that she knew and she got to do that. And so even though I didn't disseminate any amount of information, really, I still think it was a good tour so far. Um, but you're right. Let's, uh, should we just, should we just go on my, my old route? I, I, I think it's entirely up to you. I think that would be a a great uh, way to handle it. Um, just sort of based on the way that they were doing things before, I, I imagine Russie and Melinda might have sort of, opinions on that well um, you know i, I don't i don't want to um ignore the fact that rusty made it crystal clear there's really one big priority and this has happened on tours before so don't feel embarrassed uh the boy needs to poop um uh, yeah. so we can get that taken care of but new york city is infamous for having very few public restrooms um so uh depending about how long do you think you can hold it rusty the tour is Usually supposed to be an hour, but you know we can prioritize different things based on exactly how bad you need to uh, poop. Uh, well, uh, I will say that all my past lovers have said uh, I have the strongest pelvic floor that they have ever encountered. So if it push really comes to shove, I can hold my BMs for upwards of a week, but uh, it, it's real painful. Okay, great. So then we'll we'll go ahead with the tour as scheduled, uh, and then toward the end when we're coming back up. We're going to pass Bryant Park, uh, which is actually home to the most beautiful public restroom in all of New York. I can pull over, I'll stay in the car, and you can hop out and, uh, and take care of that. How's that sound? Wow, that sounds, that sounds real comforting. You know, when I, when I have to hold these BMs like this, uh, 
it can be a real traumatic experience for me totally. bodily uh, and spiritually as well sometimes. But uh, I think that uh, you just helped me overcome something. Wow, I'm really glad. You're actually supposed to go before you leave the house, Rusty. Oh. Do, is that... Do people know that? Is that's that pretty common knowledge. Yeah, I think that's typically... If if it's possible that you're going to need to poop, it's like, go ahead and try. Oh. Well, dang, I guess you learn something new every day. Poop before you leave the house. <laughs> poop before you go. Yeah, poop before you This scoot. seems like... Something that uh, it would be good to follow up on. Uh, uh, you, Jess, it seems like you've had experience with members of the tour needing to go to the bathroom and sort yeah. of have planned for that. Are there other um, sort of uh, unexpected things to watch out for, sort of always have, um, be prepared for it? Yeah, totally. You know, um, you know, politics are a thing that sometimes come up on the tour, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are heading west on 59th Street toward Columbus Circle. I think uh, as soon as we start discussing Columbus Circle, um, Mm -hmm. you can gauge a little bit of what people's feelings are about Christopher Columbus. And that tends... My dad said he's a really important man, but my mom says he's a genocider. See, and I think that that's pretty consistent with... um, I definitely paint, you know, with broad strokes about men and women, um, but I do feel like that is the more common... Uh, and, uh, feeling. When I was in third grade, me and my best friend, Christopher Columbus, used to sneak out behind the Bojangles, and we used to set the dumpsters on fire. Oh, wow. And also, someone named Christopher Columbus directed a Harry Potter movie, but it was a different Christopher Columbus. Yeah, and I think he went by Chris Columbus to try and mitigate the fact that he, too, is a colonizer. I'd mm. also argue that he was the weaker of the Harry Potter film directors. Oh, absolutely. That's true, Westy. Lack no, of vision. That's so true. And, but and also in Columbus Circle is the Trump Tower, uh, the 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 Trump Hotel and Tower. And so, um, yeah, there's like a gorgeous globe right outside of it. So it's kind of hard not to point out. People will say, "What's that?" And then you have to say it. And then you can very quickly get an insight into their feelings about that, um, whether mm. they're super excited or super bummed. It can definitely help you curb, uh, you know, your expectations for what is going to transpire over the next, at this point, 55 minutes or so in the tour. I mean, we've got a pretty clear response from Melinda. I think we're waiting to hear from um, Rusty, or or maybe Rusty doesn't have any strong opinions about it, but... um... Uh, Well, uh... Uh, to to be honest, uh, one of those several learning disabilities that I mentioned, uh, there are uh, there are a few sequences of letters that when you say them together, I just I can't even hear what you're saying. Wow. Well, hey, you know, consider yourself lucky. Um, yeah. And uh, those letters just happen to be uh, in, in in this specific order: T R U M P. And I, if you say those letters together, I, I just can't even hear you. Trump. I don't. I don't Trump? think he caught that. Sorry? What if it's in the context of the musical instrument trumpet? Pet? What's your pet? I love pets. Uh, and sort of maybe just to bring together, and I'm going to take just I'm going to take a shot here at sort of being a tour guide as well Great. for this podcast episode. Um, sort of to connect a few disparate strings. Um, you know, 
uh, Christopher Columbus, uh, the director, also directed Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, featuring yeah. uh, Donald Trump as an actor. Oh, um, shit. But personally, I don't think that we are lost in New York. I feel like we are really on track to see some cool things as we continue through this tour. Um, just yes, you- I feel very safe. Jess, do you have an EpiPen? Of course. I always keep an EpiPen. Um, uh, yeah, all kinds of safety measures. A Tide to Go pen. You name it. We've, we've got you covered. But you can't get them mixed up because that would be very bad. No, no, no. We don't want you to just die really clean. Um, and uh, what about a poop knife? Yeah, we got a poop knife. Oh, hot damn. Yeah, dude. Um, don't you worry. We've got you taken care of. Also, the... Uh, so speaking on the um, Donald Trump uh, cameo in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, mm-hmm. he used to be the owner of um, the Plaza Hotel, which is actually one of the very oh. last things that we're going to see on our tour. And uh, obviously it's like the most iconic hotel in New York. And so people uh, always wanted to film their movies there. And Donald Trump would literally say, yeah, I'll like sell you you know, whatever, like, I'll let you rent out the space or whatever. Um, but another caveat he would always do is, like, but you have to write me a little cameo in your movie. And so the thing that became, like, a known secret in Hollywood was if you want to film at the Plaza Hotel, just write a scene that you, like, a fake scene that you know you're going to cut so that he'd come to the set and he'd film a scene and then it'd be like, oh, yeah, I got cut for time or whatever. And Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, is just one of the only movies, if not the only movie, where they ended up being like, all right, that's kind of funny. Yeah, let's let's leave him in it. <laughs> wow, what a true embodiment of the capitalist ego. Truly, yeah. Well said, Melinda. Well, I I think that sort of um, uh, lesser known factoid is something that I associate with really uh, exceptional tours. Um, is that something that you would recommend if I'm going to be better at being a tour guide that I sort of learn some of these factoids as well? Or? Oh, absolutely. Especially because you, you, because of the unknown. That's a huge factor when you're giving tours, Cameron. Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like I'm saying, road closures happen or there's you know crazy traffic and uh, you still want to give people. And I'm speaking, obviously, to the specific tour I used to give. But I think this applies to all different kinds of uh, tour guiding. Um, you know, if you're stuck in traffic and we don't ever get to see the Flatiron building, they still want a tour. And so if instead we're passing Ray's Pizza, this truly was not interesting to me at all, but it was just like a thing to say when you were stuck in traffic right next to a Ray's Pizza, is uh, spelling out to people, hey, that's actually not an Italian pizza shop, but an Albanian pizza shop. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, a group of people who are emigrating to America from Albania uh, got stuck in Italy along the way. It's a great, beautiful place to get stuck. I myself have been a couple times. I love Italy. Um, but they, they stopped in Italy along the way, learned how to make pizza, and then finished their emigration to America and opened up a pizza shop. And everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this pizza is so good. And they said, yeah, and guess what? We're not even Italian. We're Albanian. That's crazy. I Wow. Damn. Talk about the melting pot. Exactly. Um, that's, I, I, I mean, that, that sort of thing is, um, I, I don't, it, it, it has like, 
not great significance on my day-to-day life, but it somehow seems, because it's contrary to what I would have assumed, it it seems like more important. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think maybe... Um, you sound like you're crying a little bit. Is that is that true? Well, I I, I wanted to try something out. I, w- I was just going to. Um, I I don't know if you n- know this, Jess, but uh, sort of a, a fun fact: Albania doesn't have any McDonald's at it in it. Stop! You're kidding. Did did that work? I was trying to do what you were just describing, sort of a fun fact. I think what you lacked there was confidence, Cameron. And uh, I think that you really lacked, uh, well, just basic storytelling, honestly, uh, with Jess's factoid about the Albanian pizza makers. We got to go on an entire journey. We got mm-hmm. to root for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cameron. Um, yeah, I want to write my next term paper about that. So, so the Albanians. Ma- Rusty and Melinda, if you were going to give me any notes, maybe if I were to be like, um, Albania, sorry, let me do it confidently. Albania doesn't have any McDonald's yet. Is, is that better? That was more foreboding. Uh, it had an energy that I didn't connect to. Okay. I, I'd say um, maybe maybe take a writing class. Uh, have you heard of uh, those master classes online? Yeah, I'm familiar. I mean, sort of the purpose of this podcast is to get better at a number of things um, without sort of paying. paying for them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't pay any of my guests. Mm. Um, which is to say... better. I think so. It's at different topics. Writing hasn't been one of them. So, but it, this is the audio medium, so that actually kind of works out. Yeah, and it's unscripted. So, you know, Cameron, I gotta ask mm-hmm. because I think this actually might this might be where the real story lies. Sure. How and why do you know? Because I just confirmed it on the internet that there are no McDonald's in Albania. Uh, that is because I googled it while I was talking. We were all allowed to Google things this whole time? Uh, yeah, I think. Mm. I think that uh, you sort of you sort of fundamentally just corrupted the entire concept of the tour guide, Cameron. The tour guide is supposed to represent an omniscient source of information. Yeah, I could have corrected Jess on several things that she said, but I didn't because I trusted her implicitly. And now you're just sort of... Um, yeah, I, I I don't root for you anymore, Cameron. Well, great. I, I fail. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think we're coming up on the end of the tour and the end of this episode. Um, uh, sort of. Uh, I, Jess. Yes. I have more questions. Yeah, ask ask away. Um. Are you Googling a question to ask right now, Melinda? No, no, I'm asking from my brain. Did you know that actually in Harlem before it was, um, before it was Italians before? (laughs) Um, you know, I did. Do you think that counts as a question first, Melinda? Did you, can I just say, did you know? And then just say something. Yes. Yes, actually you can. Because uh, I learned that on another walking tour that I went on, because I'm very cultured. Oh, you went on a walking tour? Yeah, in Harlem, and I learned that it was named after a place that's actually in the Amsterdam. So really, it was Dutch before it was anything else. Uh, well, yeah, I have a you question, know what? too. Oh, yeah. If, if you have an outhouse, and uh, 
How do you know when it's too full, the hole? It's too full when you can feel it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's physics. That's physics. And when did indoor plumbing come to New York, Jess? Indoor plumbing came to New York uh, in 1997. Oh. Yeah, it was one of the last uh, major cities in the United States to get it. Uh, well, and sort of to bring it all together again, like Wait, I did, and I want to remind you. Oh, yep, go ahead. Do you know why it's called Manhattan? Wh- why is that? Do you? Uh, no, I don't. I can Google it. Don't Manhattan Google it. Manhattan shit in his house yet. <laughs> Wait, yeah, exactly. And also, uh, so I'm sure you know, uh, we are on Lenape land. Uh, that is the indigenous uh, people's group who uh, lived here when the Dutch came and colonized it, right? I'm sure we all knew that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and they named this uh, this island here, this peninsula here, Manahata, um, which is the Lenape, uh, in the Lenape language, uh, translates to the island of 1,000 hills. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's now not really as hilly as it was once because it's been leveled out to create the city that we live on. Um, but yeah, and Manahata phonetically transformed into Manhattan. Wow. I knew that. I, kn- I figured you knew that, Melinda. I knew that because I've been in fourth grade for the last 15 years. Rusty, you guessed what it was. You said it was Manhattan taking a shit inside before. <laughs> uh, and, and, and maybe to wrap things up, uh, and I do want to remind you all about that really cool thing that I did about Christopher Columbus and the Home Alone movie and... Um, and everything. Uh, that was very cool. That was your peak as a tour guide. Uh-huh. Yeah. It all just sort of went downhill from there. You were sort of Correct. trying to recapture lightning in a bottle. Well, this is the land of a thousand hills, so I uh, hope I can sort of get back to the top of it here as I remind uh, everyone that um, uh, based on the outhouse conversation, we are now ending the tour, and it's time for Rusty to go poop. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Sorry. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, I I guess Rusty ran off to go poop real quick. Uh, he didn't even open the door. <laughs> Jumped straight out the window. Um, well, uh, since we can't get anything else from Rusty, uh, Melinda, do you have anything to say before we sort of end the tour? No, it was a lovely tour, Jess. Thank you very much. I'm going to tell my mom all of the fun facts, even though I also told you a fact. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the tour. Um, you can rate us five stars on TripAdvisor. Um, we really appreciate it. And is this a tipped situation? Yes, and it's it really hurts my feelings when I get stiffed. Okay, I don't have cash on me, but maybe I can get your Venmo after this. Sure. My Venmo, like all of my socials, is at Jess, J-E-S-S, underscore, L-G-E-N, E-L-G-E-N-E. Okay, great. I'll give you money via Venmo. Thanks, Melinda. And, and that'll be helpful, too, sort of as we come to the end of the episode. Um, we'll, we can repeat that for plugs, I think. Um, Cameron, do you have a Venmo? What's that situation? I do have a Venmo. Uh, it's it's Camerhead Shark, like Hammerhead, but with a C. Um, I think you didn't have to explain. You could have delivered that confidently as well. Yeah, that was a great pun. I, I'm sort of nervous that uh, my two dozen listeners are going to start Venmo requesting me for money. I think get over it, you know? Like, I think 
that's a little light doxing. Uh, never killed nobody. <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, well, uh, one of my last questions that I like to sort of uh, end the episode with is, uh, how will I know that I'm better at this? You'll know that you're better at this, Cameron. When your heart feels full and smiles surround you. Okay. I'm just writing that down. Sure. Um, uh, sorry, Belinda, are you back? To, you yeah, to I wanted something? to comment and say that I'm not smiling right now, but then I thought it might be mean to say it, but it is honest. Um, yeah, and as you said, it's important not to lie. Um, <sighs> uh, Rusty, I oh, had Rusty's to run back smiling. Here I, I, I heard you uh, asking how you know when you'd get better, Cameron. And uh, <sighs> I just want you to know that mm-hmm. you know you got better when when your your tour guide, when your tour ease, when your tourists, mm-hmm. your tour babies, when they are vulnerable enough with you. Mm-hmm. To take a dump. Ah, so you're implying that I am better now? Though to be fair, Rusty has been in the same grade for 15 years, so I don't know if he's an expert on sort of uprising. I'd also just like to point out, you know, I'm I I asked the question so I could know in the future if I'm better. <laughs> um, I, I'm not implying that I am better now. Uh, in fact, I'm going to say this: uh, I'm not smiling, and my heart isn't full currently. Um, so. Well, what a bleak note to end it on. It's been lovely hanging out. Yeah, we well, we do have a couple of other questions. Oh, um, uh, I, I I notice I see uh, that Rusty and uh, Melinda are both um, uh, fast asleep. Gone. Yeah. yeah, they've they've gone to sleep. Um, perfect. Uh, well, you know, Jess, um, we're not just trying to get better on this show at uh, the topic. We're also trying to get better generally. How do you think this episode could have gone better? You know. I really don't know. I think um, a really professional studio. Um, if you had sent, if you had shipped me a, a nice Yeti microphone for better mm. sound quality, um, you know, it really was pretty, pretty well run, Cameron. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. Thank you. Um, uh, we try our best. Uh, we, tr- uh, we're trying. Sure. Um, perfect. Well, uh, we also have a tagline that we end the episode with, and we also like to make that better. We try to make it better uh, by asking our guests to improve it, by adding to it, subtracting from it, changing changing it in whatever way they think is fit. Um, currently, the tagline is, uh, listen up, dorks. <laughs> Love you. Uh, and so if you were going to change that to improve it by adding to it, subtracting from it, changing it in any way at all, how would you do so? Yeah, I mean, the tagline being entirely unrelated. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Pete Holmes's podcast, he goes, keep it crispy. Um, and that's not related because his podcast is called You Made It Weird. But no one listens through to the end because his episodes are like three hours long. Um, uh, maybe listen up, listen up, genius, since, oh. since they're better than you. Okay. Um, listen up, genius. And then, and then instead of uh, a fart noise, you just you don't do a noise, and you say "love you." Ah, yeah. Uh, wonderful. And we will close out the episode with that. 
Um, well, Jess, it's been really great talking to you and listening to you. I think the audience would also like to talk to you and listen to you and maybe even see you. Um, where can they do that? Yeah, you know what? You can see me and talk to me and listen to me uh, on socials. Uh, my my handles, like my Venmo, are at Jess underscore Elgene. Um, yeah, come through, see my solo show, Less of a Man, um, on Sunday, November 26th. It's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So if you're not going out of town and you're in New York, uh, come through. It'll be a really fun show. Uh, wonderful. And we'll be sure to share those things on our social as well. Um, well, Jess, it's been really great, uh, talking with you and getting better with you. Uh, and it's been really great talking to you, dear audience. Uh, here on Everyone's Better Than Me with Cameron Lindsay. Our theme music was composed and recorded by Caleb Ritchie. You can find us on social media by searching for Everyone's Better Than Me podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Please share the show with your friends. Subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much to Annie Moretto and Josiah Knight for helping them prank in today's episode. You can catch Annie as part of the People's Improv Theater Pit Ensemble teams. Uh, they perform twice a month at the People's Improv Theater in New York City. Get in contact with questions or topics that you'd like to see me get better at by emailing everyonesbetterthanme at gmail.com. And as we say at the end of just this episode, listen up, genius. Love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>